0: Hey everybody welcome to another edition of we talk a photo boy that sounds like frono's photo uh, better better stop doing that but welcome to another edition of we talk photo I am John Peterson as always and with me is Jack Graham and it,
1: we are together we are
0: together believe it or
1: not in the same room man I know it's been a while. It's been at least 20 minutes. I know. We are
0: sitting in the beautiful, beautiful, luxurious town of Forks, Washington.
1: Should we plug the hotel? The
0: Pacific Inn?
1: The Pacific Inn. I've stayed here. This is probably, I'm guessing, somewhere between 15 and 20 years. I don't know where it is, but somewhere. And um, I'm in room 107, and I've been in this room almost every time I've been here other than, th- other than a- another room that has a bigger area that is a bigger ah, area. We've so.
0: come here every time I've been to Fort Smith. Yeah, it's here. nice
1: and clean, and the people are good. And, uh, and uh, you know, the reality is this time of year, we're out of here 5.30 to 6 in the morning, and then by the time we get back from sunsets, so we're back in at 9 at night, so we're not here that much. But... It is a nice hotel. Anyway, it is. So it here is. we are. Yep. So
0: we are up here in preparation for our Olympic National Park workshop, which but starts uh, in a couple hours, actually.
1: Yeah. And for those of you who don't know where the Olympic National Park is, because we do have some listeners in Europe, I think. Am I right? Some At least one listeners. in Denmark. Yeah. And, and where else? Um, we're literally about 15 or 20 miles south of the furthest northwestern tip of the continental 48 states. Um, we're about 20, 15, 20 miles west of the wettest, one of the wettest places on the planet, um, in the Ho Rainforest, H-O-H Rainforest, and uh, I think they get somewhere between three and 400 inches a year crazy. of rain. And I think we've had half of that in the last two days. <laughs> I
0: know. I so, know you know, and that's the one thing of uh, springtime in the Pacific Northwest is uh, variable weather. You know, it's uh, one minute it's up here, one minute it's sunshiny, the next minute it's hailing. we had hail it a couple good. of times already. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. But it's it's cold. It's about uh, it's about uh, I guess about forty degrees, which is Probably, what, about four, five, six Celsius? Yeah, about that. And um, it's chilly and damp and wet, but guess what? It's beautiful, and it's just pretty much what we were hoping for.
0: It is. So we we came up, uh, what? So today's Wednesday. We came up Monday. So we came up a couple days early, and the point of that was for us to scout uh, locations uh, before the workshop starts.
1: And we've got a lot of them, and... It's really important here, um, you know, to, to do that, because this time of year, we're just coming off the winter, winter, and they get a lot of wind and a lot of bad storms come in here in the, win- in the winter, and you never know if roads are going to be washed out, landslides occur. Um, the, the, the river driving into the whole rainforest a couple of years ago, if you remember, John, I mean, the whole, the whole one lane of it fell into the river. And, oh, yeah. And had we not scouted, we would have not known that and it would have been an issue. So it's really important for us as workshop leaders to get up here and do what we need to do so that our attendees are happy and smiling. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I'm going to let John tell you what's going on here. It's
0: it's a bizarre year. It is. It is. You know, and I think, Jack, you and I have talked a lot about uh, being prepared and preparedness for workshops and going out and shooting. And and then I think you wrote an article on what to do uh, when the unexpected happens. And, and even for us being up here a couple of days early with as much preparation as we're doing, we're st- we still find ourselves in a fairly unique spot. You know, for those of us that have, those of you listeners that have been on our workshops, you know that we typically um, hand out an itinerary the night before the workshop starts. And that itinerary is based upon weather and location condition and, and years of experience that we have at, at our various workshop locations. And I tell you, leading up to this workshop, the last two, three weeks, the weather's been fairly stable and fairly predictable but since we've been up here since monday about every six hours the forecast changes for which which day is going to be rainier than the next and how much cloud cover and it's we're we're looking at a moving target
1: you know and and having said that um i'm going to back up just a little bit because if you read The article that I have up on my website currently called The Unexpected, it's all about how it's okay to have unexpected situations, and it's okay to not be prepared for certain conditions, and it's okay to not know what you're going into so that you don't get disappointed and you can react to what's there and be creative. But when you're on a photo event where you've got a number of people here, and we're here for our people. We're not really here for our own uh, image making here. We, We have to know what the weather is because we need to tell them how to dress and how to prepare. And even though being over prepared sometimes can stymie your creativity on a photo workshop where you have a group we, we do need to know what's going on and we do need to know what's being there in fact you know we both we tell everybody the first night when they're here they're going to be sick of hearing a couple of things from us and one of it one of the things is slow down and be creative. And then when we get to a location, we say, okay, um, we told you to slow down, but yet we have to be back at the cars in two hours. So it's yeah. kind of the opposite of the way a creative life should be. However, in a group setting, we have to be prepared. And I have to tell you, we are so unprepared right now because... Nobody knows what the weather's going to do up here. It's been changing literally every forecast.
0: Yeah, it has. It has. And, and you know, we're three hours before our meet and greet. And, and you know, thanks to our scouting, we have a, a rough idea of where we want to go and what shots we would like to give to people. But we don't have any confidence in the weather forecast to the point where we can actually put an itinerary together.
1: Yeah, there's a number of forecasts. I mean, we, you know, there's half a dozen different people who are, are, you know, internet sites that that predict weather. The only problem is if you live in the mid. I was saying to John yesterday, if you live in the Midwest or kind of on the East Coast or somewhere, you can see the weather coming, and you can hear. But there's another concern here, and it's called the Pacific Ocean, and the ocean can totally change any forecast it's up. So, you know, so what we have is we have an itinerary um, in our minds and on on on, on, a, on a Word document, but am I right, John, that I don't think we're going to hand one out No, tonight. no, no not tonight. Can't.
0: This is one of those times where we, you know, our preparedness is – really going to involve being flexible and being adaptable and being creative in varying conditions because we're going to have to chase and be, be kind of pop in and out of all the rain that's coming here and there because it'll rain for half an hour and then be clear for 45 minutes and then it'll rain for 20 minutes and and you know a lot of this is sort of popping in and out of different locations in and being really flexible with what we're doing yep. and and so we can't plan that much other than to know that, hey, we're going to go to this general area on this date because it looks like it might be okay, but we can't predict with any confidence of what we're going to get. So, you, you know, for, for those of you sitting at home and going out on a photo outing and you have in your mind's eye this photograph that you want, you know, and you might have looked at the weather, but guess what? You know, things change. That's why you know. For me, going out, I don't, I don't mentally prepare that much for for specific images. It might be themes like I want to go creek, or I want green, or I want texture. Or you don't um, want to
1: get wet, and you have to remember to bring a coat.
0: Yeah, you got to bring a coat. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it's not specific shots, but instead more thematic preparation than it is specific shot preparation.
1: And 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 you know, I, I remember. I think it was 2018 or 2019.
0: It was 19.
1: It was 19. And it was in the 80s. And I, when it hits 80 degrees, 80, 85 degrees at Forks, it's like 100 degrees somewhere else. It never gets that hot out here, rarely. It was, it was that hot, and there were zero clouds. And it, yep. made, it made life in the rainforest literally impossible. It made for very underwhelming sunsets, and it was a tough. And we got through it, and people learned and got some decent photographs. But it was 180 degrees different from where we are now. And frankly, I'd rather have what we have now. Oh. Those of you who listen listening to this podcast, a few of you may have been on that event back in 2019. And I mean, it was it was horrible. It, it was, was. It but
0: was. but you know what we're getting right now. I mean, the greens are just starting to pop you know the early spring in the olympic national park is the best time to visit don't go in the summer don't go in the fall early spring the greens are all just really coming to life we're at the leading edge of the greens where they're really getting full and vibrant and and
1: and the crowds are
0: and the crowds aren't here and when it rains all the color in this forest it's like a green explosion it's it's almost it's really overwhelming Besides just the chaos of the forest, just the color and the thousands of shades of green is is absolutely amazing to watch. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. We're sitting here in our uh, in our in our
1: uh, hotel room, in the presidential suite.
0: Yes, watching the uh, watching the folks go back and forth in the parking lot, and uh, it's kind of entertaining. You know, it's it's welcome to Forks. Welcome to Fork. So uh, do you want to touch a little bit? I think we've talked before about the whole rainforest being such a difficult location to, to photograph. And and well, we, we, we got some experience of that yesterday out in the forests. Yeah, but it's
1: beautiful. I mean, it's wet. It's, it's, it's soaking. I mean, it's really wet. And it's gorgeous because it really pops the greens. It also adds um, when the trees bark, gets really dark. It really pops the greens, and you know, um, just remember your polarizer and your boots and some kind of a, a cloth to wipe your lens with. <clears throat> and it's it's the great time to be there. It's a difficult place to photograph uh, in that there's a lot of clutter from hundreds and hundreds of years of trees and limbs and stuff coming down on the forest floor and endless, endless views of ferns. In fact, I think someone did a study and said that the whole rainforest is one of the quietest places on the planet because the ground is all peat. And it is, it's, a, it's really a, a great place. Um, but it's a difficult shoot, it's a difficult place to photograph. The first time you're there and that's why we go back two or three times with our group uh, and uh, you know learning to simplify is important and the content of where tool is very important mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think we're, the, the, a, a good rain protector is going to be really important but that's why it's going to be great to be here this weekend
0: yeah yeah it's absolutely ideal
1: and then, you know, we'll get up into <clears throat> a couple other areas that are quite similar in the park, and we'll work some of the rivers and the offshoots of the rivers. And then few few areas here, a few areas that, that I've ever been to offer the possibility of a, a glorious sunset along the Pacific coast on, on uh, beaches lined with, huge trees that have washed up on the beach over hundreds of years old. Um, so we've, we're, we're going to try to nail a sunset out there, and we may that may happen Friday. Um, and, and then if all goes well, we'll be up at 7,000 feet on top of Hurricane Ridge for a sunrise on Sunday morning. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I mean, it's Wednesday night here right now, I, we can't tell you what it's going to be tomorrow night so yeah. i'm not we're not even in a perfect world that's what we'll be what we'll be doing some, sunday morning before we uh, head back uh, head back to the metropolis but for now we're we're up here in the, in probably one of the wildest places in America yep.
0: yep and this is the this is the quintessential north pacific northwest if you've ever wanted to see the pacific northwest i think I think this is it. Between the between the rivers, the forests, the mountains, and the ocean, we have it
1: all in one location. And you know, for those of, those of you who have done photo workshops, whether it's been with us or with some other folks, you know, there are some really great workshop leaders around. We've interviewed many of them here on the podcast, and I can pretty much guarantee you that. Uh, you know when you arrive for a workshop at a certain time um, it's doubtful that you've thought about how much time that we all spend in preparation for you all to get here and there's a lot of time and a lot of a lot of effort it's not just looking at internet websites guessing on the weather it's finding new locations and finding the best locations and all sorts of stuff. And and we all do it. It's not just John and I. I mean, anybody anybody running a photo workshop that's responsible, that's what we do. And, you know, you may be here on a three-day three, three event, but for us, it's really a seven-day event because well, we're here early and it takes even, us a day even, to get back.
0: Even <laughs> stepping back from that, Jack, it started last year, this
1: workshop with,
0: True. permits you know we have to apply for national park permits to operate here True. and uh, so it started way back then and uh, and you know from permits to websites to then in the last three weeks you know updates weather weather tracking um and then when we got up here it's hundreds of miles of scouting but it still beats working for a living. oh yeah sure does <laughs> it sure this is this is hard work but it's uh it's good work
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, gotta go. And and, uh, and I think we have a good crowd. And hopefully, it'll rain. And and uh, and, it, and there's so much great, great um, culinary uh, places here in Forks. <laughs> the um, inn place. we have got that. we have got a Chinese place. I think I have had one good meal for every five bad ones. The Mexican place is not bad. If you get up here, it's pretty good. Uh, the grocery store is always great. And uh, it's a unique place, and I would suggest whether you come, you all come up here with us, or someone else, or by yourself. At some point in your life, you need to all get up here and, and see this. It's it's just it's an amazing area. It's
0: it's kind of the, the the land that time forgot. I mean, when you go into some of these forests, it looks it looks primordial. It's you're you're really transported
1: to another place in time in yeah, a way. And, and, you need to worry about keep your eye out for Sasquatch. Yes, where they are.
0: Same Squinch is alive and well up here. <laughs> Same
1: Squinch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and and for those you know the other little bit of Forks trivia, of course, this is uh, this area is where the film, the Twilight films were were done, and so I think I think the hotel here has a couple of Twilight themed rooms. Um, you'll see a Twilight. I can't believe museum. we're not in that room. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So you know, this is uh, full of a lot of characters up in this area, and uh, it's a, it's a definitely a must. It's visit not the spot. time
1: warp that Eastern Washington is when we do the Palouse, but no. it, but the services here are fairly limited. But that's part of the fun of being here too. You know, we took a drive in an area today that just you know we don't really get to that often and we went to look to see if there's anything to bring our folks to and just anywhere everywhere you look here other than what i'm looking at right now at my hotel room is is really is really glorious so anyhow we just thought we'd give you just a 20 minute insight into what goes on um kind of a little bit behind the scenes and um I don't know. You know, we're even thinking at part of this podcast, we can't promise it. We'll see. Um, maybe we'll let the, the the microphone go when our group gets here and let everybody give you their impression. Uh, because I think we have three or four people, maybe five people who have not been here before. Yep.
0: Yep. There's a fair
1: number of them. Which would be interesting.
0: Yeah. So with that, let's uh, let's call it good, and uh, and uh, we'll say thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. Maybe you'll see another episode or hear another episode from us up here. Yeah, at we'll the- link some
1: images, um, and uh, we'll even link. Uh, maybe we'll link the, the the name of the hotel or something. We, we, we don't we don't get any kickbacks. We pay for our rooms here. This is not an advertisement. You do well. I did, didn't you? Yeah, no. Well.
0: No, I'm just kidding. But at any yeah. rate, you
1: know, I mean, it just—if you come up here, it's—it's a, it's a nice place to stay, yep. what have you. So, yeah, um, who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of days? If something happens, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep going. And I have this little portable Zoom HN4. And I'm going to take that with us, and maybe we might even do a little talk in the in the middle of the hoe. It's you the quietest know.
0: place. You never, yeah.
1: It is. It's the quietest place. Okay. All right. See folks. You later.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. All right, folks. Uh, we are back with you again. So we uh, we just got home from our workshop in the Olympic National Park. We had a great. Week. A great workshop. Jack's on the horn with me here. He's up in Seattle, and I'm back down in Portland.
1: Back in the office. Back in the office. Tons of office work, let me tell you. Back in the office. That's, That's one good. of the things, John, you know, that I think, I think some people get it, and some people think all we'd run around and do is take photographs. And <laughs> I remember John Shaw once told me, he says, the difference between a professional i don't even like that word but a a working photographer and an amateur is that the working photographer spends more time in the office than
0: ain't that the truth you know i did i did consciously make an effort uh each day we were out we were let's say standing in the Ho rainforest and i i made a conscious effort to stop and and really acknowledge and recognize where i was at and feeling very fortunate and very blessed to be uh to be uh out in these beautiful spaces so yeah. well, it my, makes all
1: the office work worth it my wife and your wife were sitting looking at monitors all day <laughs> yep, yep. so at, so jack using-
0: let's uh let's do a little bit of debrief from the workshop you know how did it uh how did it go what, what were some of the key learnings and key takeaways that uh that you think you had and then what some of the what some of our clients
1: had well, you know, the funny thing about it is that I think when we recorded the first portion of this podcast, we didn't intend to do a uh, post-workshop recording like we're doing now. It, it, and, and probably it was a good thing. We, we probably should have thought about doing it um, because, you know, it's always good to look back on how things went and... and um, how how uh, good a, a time and and uh, sessions we gave to our attendees, and you know with all the trepidation that we had prior to the beginning of the workshop, not knowing what the weather was, though it continued and changed really every every eight hours. Yeah. um we were very very fortunate in that we didn't get the only heavy rain we got was overnight and when we were asleep but um i have to tell you in all the years that i've been up into that area this is weather-wise one of the best we've ever had in terms of you know wet conditions but not horribly wet when we were out with our group
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we had a good mix of uh, clouds as well as sun. Um, There's a couple times that, that the sun came out at, at a little bit inopportune times. But I tell you, this was the most confounding year for me uh, trying to predict the weather. It was,
1: it was interesting, to say the least. You know, that ocean out there really, really screws things up or makes things better. Well, yeah, but, but
0: between the ocean and the mountains, um, both of those things together just made for a very um, inaccurate weather forecast, and so that made you and I have to be a lot more flexible, and thank goodness our group was very flexible for itineraries and, and where we chose to go each day based upon the, uh, based upon the last eight-hour forecast.
1: You know what was really interesting, John? I I don't know if you caught it, and I don't think we really talked about it, but we had cloudy to drizzly to light rain conditions. I'll let you expand on those. Um, For 90% of the time we were there. Yes. Except for the few minutes right at the very end of Saturday morning when the sun came out. And did you look at the expression on everybody's face? Like, wow! Now, now I know why we wanted the rain and the and the dampness. Because when that light got dapple and harsh, man, it, it really got harsh. Yeah, enough. we
0: were we were in the black forest, quote unquote, the black forest. When uh, we just got done f- um, photographing up in the up in the ho-rain forest and uh, had a beautiful overcast, wet morning that was just optimum conditions for, for the hoe. and we came out and went to the, down the road a few miles and this place called the Black Forest, which is a really, really dark, beautiful forest and uh, moss-covered trees, undergrowth. It's just, it's an amazing place and, and everybody got out and we started looking for compositions and the sun came out. Yeah, and when the sun comes out in a rainforest and you have that dappled light, just it's time to pack it up, put the camera away. It doesn't work. And yeah, I did. It was a revelation
1: to a couple of the attendees because I think they realized that it was (laughs) it was everything we told them it would be, and how lucky they were to have you know endured you know when you get on your knee or whatever you're going to get your wet and we did have a session um, in one of our locations where it was it was raining not light but a little heavier in light um, but it was uh, it was a real eye-opening thing so I guess for those of you listening to this that don't understand what we're trying to say, when it's wet out, the light is flat, and it just especially in rainforests like that, it's a good time to get out and, and, and photograph. And you know, white skies are poison, but drama in the in skies if you have some heavy clouds and stuff, man, it's just it's great. I don't, think, I don't think we're telling a whole lot of people a lot that they don't know, but it was it was interesting to see it, you know up front and and uh, live it in person to see the looks on a couple people so i said i heard a couple of people said yeah the lights are bad now let's we're done yeah. so they got it That's yeah
0: funny. i heard that too yeah i think uh you know the the other really big lesson that a lot of people don't experience that frequently is photographing in the rain there was a, we were up at a at a river location and photographing the river and the rocks and the mountains, and it was it was a moderate amount of rain you know moderate for the northwest and and uh, people had their rain covers out their camera rain covers and and multiple layers with a rain jacket and it was wet and slippery and there was so much going on that 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 everybody had to manage, and still execute their photography i think it was a really big learning experience for some who who don't go out in the rain who don't go out in inclement weather
1: yeah
0: wow. yeah and it's I, like I you, and... you don't
1: go out you don't go out for a few months so <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but just just the fact i i remember when i was starting out and trying to trying to uh take pictures with a rain cover on and just fumbling fumbling with the gear and trying to keep the rain cover off the front of the lens and just trying to look through the viewfinder to get exposures and the hood is dripping water on the camera and you know one thing after another and and uh over time and with practice it became it's it's not a big deal but the images that you get when you have weather like this are um pretty pretty special pretty incredible
1: they are and you know, those drops on the uh, on the camera lenses, you know, when you're above F eight, um, meaning a smaller aperture, F eleven, F the smaller the aperture, the more the drops are gonna be really apparent. And you know, it's it's all a challenge, but you know it it when when, when that green gets wet and the, the trunks of the trees get dark man it's it's glorious it's glorious oh it is it is we got
0: we we got very
1: very very lucky yeah and sure. that's why you go up there in april i was surprised that there were no other workshops there this yeah. week
0: um yeah last year we went up in may and had a lot drier conditions and we've been up there i think two years ago i think we've told the story of you know it was 85 degrees and bald skies the whole time yep yeah. And that's yep. not well, a time to photograph the hose. So, this year we went up, uh, you know, went up in late April and got the ideal spring conditions that we want for this type of photography.
1: Yep. No. So just bring your rain jacket and a polarizer, and you're, you're 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 home free. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's really it, and <laughs> and drying rags. Let's not forget that.
1: Got that right. You
0: know, it's like shooting waterfalls. You wipe, click, wipe. Click, white click. It's, it's just a Northwest thing up here.
1: Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I'm already looking forward to, uh, 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 you know, we're going to be in the Palouse in a couple of weeks. Yep. Right? Just, just, just about a month from now, actually. Yeah. And, you know, we had we had some some dramatic weather there last year and I'm hoping for a repeat there as well. So, yeah, I mean, it just is a good, good little wrap up, I guess, to let everybody know how things turned out. You know, you kind of like the resolve things. And now now those of you listening know we had a great trip and uh, um, we'll try to get some images up uh, somewhere at some point uh, in between other things um john what else am i leaving out there's something i i'm leaving out here no other well
0: i I think the big thing for me jack is you know we're going to be back there next year roughly the same time of year yep and that's uh that workshop's posted on both of our web pages and uh so folks if you've ever wanted to photograph the olympic national park uh sign up sign up now sign up early we, you know we
1: typically don't use this podcast as an advertising vehicle and that's really not the point no. um but it's uh it, it's and in you know not to rephrase what you just said john but whether you guys you you people go with us or you go you know with with by yourself or you know God forbid, with somebody else only oh, kidding um uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a one of the most remote places in the country. I think I think it might be the largest temperate rainforest uh, from Northern California up through Canada on the Pacific Ocean in the world. I, I'm not sure about that, but I think it is. And the great time to be there is when it's not sunny and beautiful. And and that's why we go and we go. Right.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I th- I think uh, we're we're maybe fifty miles from the northernmost tip of the continental United yep. States. Yep. So we're up there, out in the middle of nowhere, um, staying in the land of twilight, which is great. And uh, sure. <laughs> you know, it uh, it it it's a just a fantastic. It's, it's a workshop I look forward to every year. Yeah. And and I think the one thing just to kind of stress. Uh, folks uh, if you ever considered coming up there uh, with a workshop whether it's with us or with others is is uh, you know making sure that whoever you go with is accredited to operate in the national park and then number two what their years of experience are and that you know honestly should be a a, a question that any workshop attendee should ask their leaders is is you know how how much have you been photographing this area and I think that's my 10th or 11th year. And, Jack, that's your, what, 21st year you did the math? 21. 21. 21. And what that, what that gives us is the ability to to get to, to great photographic locations based upon the weather. And knowing all of these secret out-of-the-way spots um, that, that we can take folks to and get these phenomenal shots um that uh, that other people that aren't necessarily familiar with the park uh, don't have knowledge of
1: yeah we get into some areas that are not certainly not on the tourist map but and uh, they went over pretty well here so yeah yeah they sure did it's all good all good well anyhow that's uh i guess that pretty much wraps it up um but um, you know, back back to the office work. <laughs> back to the
0: office. I'm I got two weeks, and then I'm off to the Oregon coast, and then two weeks after that, then I'll see you again in the Palouse.
1: See in the, on the Blue Ridge Parkway when you're in the Oregon coast, and then we'll be together in uh, beautiful downtown Colfax, the culinary capital <laughs> of the Pacific Northwest. Other than, of course, Forks. Water.
0: Oh, if we thought Forks was bad food-wise, just uh, wait till Colfax.
1: Yeah, well, that's okay. I could lose a few pounds again. Oh yeah,
0: yep. It's all good. It's yep. all good.
1: All right. Well, well, you know we have some other things in the works here that we're going to try to record here pretty soon. So, um, those of you listening, uh, please, um, if you subscribe, you'll get the note, and and we have some really cool cool things. Uh, Coming up coming up in the in the short term. So thank you all. John, any any uh, old business? Any new business? No business whatsoever. All right. Okay, well we'll see you again uh soon. This is Jack Graham and John Peterson for We Talk Photo. And talk to you soon. Right. Bye bye. Bye folks.